0: Welcome to today on Broadway for Wednesday, January twenty second, two thousand twenty.
1: I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamannini. <laughs> Italian Broadway stars James Marino. Uh,
0: James, we had some good news pop up on social media yesterday. We saw that Danny Burstein did return to Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. last night. Uh, he had been out with um, an MCL injury, uh, but he did return. So welcome back to the show, Danny. Obviously. Uh, uh, he was in, The show was in good hands without him, but Danny, Danny Burstein, Danny Burstein, anytime you can have him on stage in anything, uh, that is a good thing. So uh, very glad that he is back healthy in the Moulin Rouge.
1: MCL, that's only for
0: MCs? Uh, you have to be a certain level of MC, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you have to drop some funky dope rhymes to be able to even have an MCL to be injured in the first place.
1: Excellent. So when you roll, roll the twenty-sided die, do you get? It? This right I don't even know what that means. I got nothing on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> you didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. So, certainly, no. there's a Venn diagram for Broadway fans and Dungeons and Dragons, right? I'm I'm sure there is. I am not in
0: the middle of that. One. <laughs> not no shade. I just that's. Okay. I'm not much of a board game player. Ah. Uh, or fantasy role-playing things, whatever that is. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, did I say I'm James Marino? I believe you did, yes. Okay, just, Excellent. just in case people forgot. I'm so out of, like, sorts here. It's been, like, forever since I've done uh, Today on Broadway with you.
0: I know, it's been a while, um, and I think you're going to be doing one with Ashley later this week, and we will tell you why. I don't remember if I said it earlier this week, but uh, we'll tell you why here in a little bit as we get into the show, but... As we talked about yesterday, we've got a lot of stuff in the works coming up in our Patreon feed. So make sure that you head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Just me specifically. I know um, I'm starting to work uh, on interviews for the next section of tell me more episodes. Oh, Those yeah. will all drop in the Patreon feed. First, I will be in town next month. So James, we should probably figure out when we can do my little uh, review section or segments. Uh, to throw in there uh, on the Patreon feed exclusively. Uh, And then as we get into award ceremony time, I'm sure we'll have a ton of fun stuff dropping in the Patreon feed first. And then, of course, we've got Jennifer McHugh and I joining forces one more time uh, to talk about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So this is the time to jump on board as we are starting to figure this whole thing out. And uh, hopefully we'll see you on the Patreon feed.
1: Yeah, the picture of uh, you and Jennifer McHugh backstage at the uh, Golden Globes there, that was. Uh, yes. Holding hands. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was the uh, first it's time in touching. 20 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you and Ashley talking about that, and, uh, and and I had to giggle a little. So that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, certain, gen- certain Venn diagram there as well.
1: All right. So. Uh, First up in the news, um, reviews they are in for a soldier's soldier's play on Broadway.
0: Yes, James, for the first time ever, the Pulitzer Prize winning play, a soldier's play, uh, came to Broadway officially opening last night at the American Airlines Theater. Thanks to the Roundabout Theater Company. The play by Charles Fuller was directed by Kenny Leon. And start a veritable who's who of stars, uh, including David Allen Greer, Blair Underwood, Namdi Asamoa, Jerry O'Connell, and more. The show basically centers around an investigation into the murder of an African American army officer played by David Allen Greer. Blair Underwood is uh, the person conducting uh, the interviews and the the investigation and questioning uh, a bunch of the other members of. Uh, his company, uh, and it, uh, James got some pretty great reviews, as you would expect a Pulitzer Prize-winning play to receive. Starting off with Greg Evans of Deadline, he said, quote, nearly 40 years after its celebrated off-Broadway debut and subsequent hit movie adaptation, Charles Fuller's Pulitzer Prize-winning a soldier's play has lost little of its power. Even in a Broadway landscape that could give home to the explosive slave play, Fuller's 1981 mystery remains a bracing slap of a drama, a thoughtful examination of American bigotry and the many tolls it exacts. The play is a talky one, consisting largely of interrogations and conversations, sometimes in flashback, allowing Greer's uh, Greer's Waters, his character, a central role in the proceedings. And so relies heavily on the cast's ability to keep us hanging on every word. Mission accomplished. There are no weak links among the dozen actors on stage. The tight relay race of a soldier's play would otherwise come undone. Adam Feldman of Time Out in New York gave the show four to five stars, so obviously echoed much of what Greg Evans had to say. Adam said, quote, A soldier's play probably shouldn't work as well as it does. Charles Fuller's Pulitzer Prize-winning 1981 drama begins with a shooting and follows what looks like a conventional murder mystery track. The dialogue is functional but rarely lyrical. Much of the plot is revealed in flashbacks. At one point, there's a flashback within a flashback. However, the play is sturdy instead of creaky. Adam Win- or Matt, Matt Winman from AM New York said, "Quote: Some scenes depicting Davenport's fact finding—that's the character played by Blair Underwood—an investigation can be dry and clunky. But under Leon's sharp and ensemble-oriented direction, the play's cultural and political dimensions take on extended emphasis, bringing the gap between World War II-era America and the present day in its exploration of the effects of racism and the need to confront uncomfortable facts." and drive at the truth. So, uh, James, this one seems like, uh, I don't think it was getting a ton of buzz before these reviews came out, maybe because it you know, opened in the dead of winter and kind of got know, swallowed up by the holidays because it started previews in between Christmas and New Year. Um, with a cast like this and reviews like this, this very well could be one of the, uh, the dark horses to contend not only for Uh, The Tony Award for Best Revival of a Play, but also it sounds like some acting and some directing ones as well.
1: Uh, You know, this is smart producing. This is the way they set this thing up. Uh, I think that uh, we will see a lot of these things uh, popping up in May and uh, perhaps even uh, people up on stage in June.
0: Very well could happen. Look forward to that.
1: So uh, we have nothing from uh, Mr. Brantley or The Times yet, have we?
0: No, we don't. If something comes in uh, before tomorrow's episode that is vastly different from these ones that we've read, whether that is um, Brantley or uh, Jesse Green or even Helen Shaw from Vulture, who we like to include as much as possible, um, we'll throw those in. But I feel like the consensus seems to be out there that the show is working pretty well.
1: So I was looking for Mr. Brantley's review while you were talking, and I saw Alexis soloski has got a uh, a piece here. It's not later in the uh, script, is it? Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. The The headline here is Mission Impausible. How much cats can a person take? Now, this has nothing to do with Alan Henry, does it? Not that I'm aware of. I, I have not seen this article from Alexis now. Uh, the assignment, colon, head to Boston to see the touring stage and sh- stage show and the movie musical all in one day. The result, a purr, a yowl, or both. So uh, Alexis Lasky, you know, oh. hard-hitting journalism there, you know. Hey, can I like their the we... impeachment proceeding or something I, just saying, I mean like this is like i just can we stop with the cats like everyone's got their jokes
0: and like that this article should have been done a month ago it's just yeah like, exactly okay, i i, th- I, I get it, it
1: just yeah. it seems oddly timed mm-hmm.
0: okay, did you whatever. talk
1: about the uh, park avenue armory uh celebrate women's suffrage movement with a hundred artists uh no i didn't even see that one yeah so uh I- i'll you know Maybe I'll send it over to you. We throw it into the show notes. But an interesting article here in The Times as as well about that. So uh, why don't you get on to the security section of our show? (laughs) The security section. Yes, as uh, they have for the last few days, ExpressVPN
0: is sponsoring this episode of Today on Broadway. Yes, we are very glad uh, to have them. Again, if you are unfamiliar with what a VPN provider is – This is a service that lets you go online and show websites that you are coming from anywhere in the world that you would like them to think that you are coming from. So if you are in New York City and you want them to think that you're in London so that you can watch something, let's say, on the British version of Netflix that you cannot get on the American version, ExpressVPN will help you to be able to do that. Also, if you are one of our many international listeners and you come to New York to see shows, you can watch all of your favorite TV shows that you could at home ...while you're abroad. In addition, ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But in addition, the real reason to use ExpressVPN is that it is ridiculously fast. There's no buffering or lag and you can stream everything in HD. ExpressVPN is a great option because you can watch on your computer... On your phone, on your tablet, on your smart TV, on a video game system, wherever you stream video, ExpressVPN has you covered. And if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Broadway, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support our show, watch whatever you want, and protect yourself at ExpressVPN dot com slash Broadway James, as the tech expert amongst us, I, I would imagine that uh, you see a lot of different types of vPN providers, and uh, I know that you are very glad to have express vPN on the team
1: yeah i mean uh, vpn there 's many many VPN providers that are out there. Uh, that are offering very similar types of services. But the thing about ExpressVPN that she talked about is, is the speed and the ease in which it works and that it's available everywhere on your iPhone, on your Android device, on tablets, on computers – you know, however you connect to the internet, ExpressVPN has got a way for you to do that. So that is also really nice. And when you come to New York here, uh, Matt, you know you can uh, be sure that any hotel Wi-Fi that you might be on is totally secure with ExpressVPN. Very good. Hook you Love up that. With an account. Yeah, very good. All right. So what do we have in uh, last week's Broadway
0: grosses? All right, James. Well, things have mostly stabilized following the post-holiday decline. Broadway did see a collective dip last week of just about 2%, or $683,000, but with two fewer shows on the boards than the previous week, that's actually pretty good. In all, the receipts totaled $30,443,388, with just one-third of the 27 shows on Broadway seeing week-to-week declines, and none more than Moulin Rouge's 79K in the red. But don't worry, Moulin Rouge is still doing fine. They are still at (laughs) 101.47% of their gross potential. The biggest gain came over at the Golden Theater as Slave Play wrapped up its run on Broadway, gaining $187,202 from the previous frame to not only have its best week in terms of grosses at nearly $776,000, which I know... The production and Jeremy O'Harris, they all pride themselves on this being affordable. So maybe that's not the most impressive number, but they also had their best week in terms of attendance at ninety nine point eight one percent of its capacity. So I'm going to call that a sellout, James. They sold out their final weeks on week on Broadway. The other show that closed on Sunday was Oklahoma. They also saw a strong increase, picking up $116,620 to bring it in at just over $672,000. That was also its best week on the Broadway. Hamilton, of course, was on the top of the grossest ladder at $2,724,599, and it was the only show above $2 million last week. It was then followed by Moulin Rouge, The Lion King, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, To Kill a Mockingbird, Wicked, West Side Story, Ain't Too Proud, Beetlejuice, Hadestown, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, The Book of Mormon, Aladdin, American Utopia... In six performances, Jagged Little Pill, Dear Evan Hansen, and Frozen all in seven figures. Now, perhaps buoyed by the Martin Luther King holiday weekend or because social media star Dallas Cameron or Cameron Dallas, I can't remember <laughs> which one it is, uh, joined the show, Mean Girls picked up about 81K last week to be the top show below 1 million bucks. Now, James, unsurprisingly, the two not-for-profit plays on the boards right now, Grain Horizons and the aforementioned A Soldier's Play, were at the bottom of the list, but that is par for the course. That's how they are designed. So uh, nothing too shocking there. But it seems that for the most part, despite it being cold, thanks to the holiday, uh, the, the cold part of the season, just thanks to the holiday weekend, things did fairly well for Broadway last week.
1: Yeah, we've been fortunate enough not to have uh, extreme weather. So, uh, in fact, un- unseason- unseasonably warm here in New York. Uh, so, I- I'd imagine that that has uh, some effect on the box office as well. All playing in everybody's favor here. So, uh, totally. All right, Dallas Cameron, huh? Cameron Dallas. I don't remember. Cameron Dallas. Dallas Cameron. It's, I think it's it's, but it's Cameron. But it's not Dove Cameron. That's, that's, no, that's, that's unrelated. That's unrelated. unrelated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we have in show
0: and casting news? This is the Broadway show and casting news. Cause we're going to have a oh, not Broadway right. show and casting news coming up later. Uh, but first up, James, uh, the Broadway premiere of girl from the North country announced that Matt McGrath would be taking over the role of Reverend Marlowe. Is it McGraw? I
1: think it's Matt McGraw. I don't think it's Matt McGrath. I'm
0: not sure. But, uh, I know uh, Michael McGraw, uh, uh, Tony Winner. I don't yeah.
1: know. That's confusing.
0: Either Sorry. way, this is not the lead singer of <laughs> of uh, 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 oh, what's the name of the. The Sugar Ray, not the lead single Sugar Anyway, he'll be taking over the role of Reverend Marlowe from David Pitsu, who had to leave the production due to a scheduling conflict. We also learned on Tuesday that former Tell Me More guest Michael James Scott will be returning to the Broadway production of Aladdin as the genie after a short stint on tour, which includes his hometown of Orlando, Florida. I will be seeing him on Thursday night. That is why James will be joining Ashley for Friday's show. Michael will then return to the new Amsterdam Theater in New York beginning on Friday, February 28th. And finally, in in the Broadway show and casting news section, James, this isn't technically Broadway news, but it involves Michael Urey, who is currently on Broadway. So I'm putting it here anyway, whether you like it or not. Anyway, yesterday, the Keen Company announced that Urie, along with stage and screen greats Kathleen Chalfant and Marsha Mason, will be leading an upcoming one night only benefit reading of the classic Arsenic and Old Lace on February 24th at Theatre Row. We will have a link for you to get tickets in the show notes.
1: All right. Uh, So now the non-Broadway. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, We've got some film off-Broadway, out of
0: town and West End news in here. So it's everything else. So let's start with the film stuff, James. On Tuesday, Deadline reported that a collection of Hollywood heavy hitters would be coming together to produce the previously announced Leonard Bernstein biopic to be directed, co-written and starring bradley cooper martin scorsese steven spielberg and todd phillips will produce and netflix has acquired the rights to the film moving back to the stage yesterday it was announced that the two-hander harry townsend's last stand starring craig bierko and lynn Careyou, would extend at city center through april 5th this will be the final extension Moving out of town, yesterday Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut announced that their Terrace Theater would be embracing a new style of show this year as the venue will now host what's being called their Worklight series, which will focus on musicals in development and performances will often be without sets or costumes and sometimes with books in hand. The three-show series will feature Johnny and the Devil's Box with book, music, and lyrics by Douglas Waterbury-Tymon from May 27th through June 7th. Then a summer show, which is still yet to be announced. And finally, from October 21st through November 8th, Stephen King and John Mellencamp are getting back together to take another crack at Ghost Brothers of Darkland County. Ooh. I wish, I, I wish they wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I saw it twice in Atlanta. I
1: know you mentioned that. Yeah.
0: I just, uh, just uh, fine. Um, Finally, James, last week, we told you that former star of the waitress tour, Desi Oakley jumped on a plane and flew to London. And two days later helped out the West end production of the show. When all three of their Jenna's were sick and unable to perform. Well, over the weekend, normal Jenna, Lucy Jones was back in the role and Desi was in the audience watching when Lucy couldn't go on for the second act. So what do they do? They called Desi out of the audience into the dressing room, put her in costume and she played the second act of the show. Seriously, I have been a fan of Desi Oakley I, she just I she just seems like a nice person via social media. I know I, we have mutual friends. Um but this makes me a, a really big fan obviously. That's what she was brought over there to do, but super, super cool. Uh, Sarah Bareilles is already over in London getting ready for her uh, West End debut along with Gavin Creel in the show. So hopefully Desi isn't, you know, needed too much longer, but uh, congrats to her to being able to uh, jump in and just kind of go with the flow on something like that.
1: You know, is uh, we have to check with John Schwab and Matt Humphrey and, and the Curtain Call guys, and and see if they've gotten to the theater with some microphones to record what's going on there you know <laughs> that would be awesome it
0: seems, it seems like something <laughs> is going on maybe maybe there's an influenza outbreak that we don't have uh, here in, in the states but that is definitely something
1: to uh, to keep an eye on all right I was uh, uh, totally off topic. I was talking to uh, one of our listeners on the phone today, and uh, and he he was very concerned about the amount of work that you are doing, Matt Tamanini. Uh, Me? Yeah. You know, oh, you? Okay. I mean, between uh, between you know, you wrote two hundred and forty three thousand articles for uh, two hundred and eighty two. I think. Yeah. Uh, but, but then you also didn't mention the the podcasts that you do for them. Uh, yeah, well, a- yeah.
0: There's, there's, there's always an article for the podcast. So there was probably a good three or four dozen podcasts in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, podcasts take time, and then all your other work that you do, and and things like that. So they were very concerned, man, that you you have forty three thousand jobs and you're not taking enough time for Matt.
0: Well, that's true, but uh, uh, I'm taking what they're given because I'm working for a living, that's all I got. but thank you for your concern, listener (laughs) Uh, I appreciate that I will sleep when I'm dead, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. I just, I just, I had this conversation. Who did I have this conversation with recently? Oh, Dan Fortune. I was talking to Dan Fortune Uh recently. um, And for some reason, we were talking about older performers. And I said, I don't, I don't want to be that old. We were talking about someone in there uh, pushing 100. And I said, I just, I don't, no desire. I don't want to, I don't want to live that old. I have no interest of living that old. Take me when I'm still semi-functioning. And uh, don't make me a drain on anybody else. Just let me live the good years, however many they are. And then let me shuffle off this mortal coil.
1: All right. On that upbeat note. I know. I was going to say, that took a turn. I mean, geez.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that got dark James, quick. <laughs> J- James comes back and we start talking about me hoping I'm dead soon. That's not what I really meant. I just meant you know. Anyway. anyway, that's all we've got. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us <laughs> on Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at
1: bwwmat. Ashley, where can people find you? Oh, no, she's no. Not here. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And Matt and Ashley, or as we call him. Mashley, we'll be back to uh, talk with you tomorrow. Does anyone call us that? Yeah, everybody calls you that. Really? Yeah, Mashley. I guess, the, I guess it's
0: the people who are concerned about my well-being that I don't actually talk to who call me something I've never heard us be called.
1: What was Brad Jennifer? It was it Jennifer? No, it wasn't. Well, that was that
0: was Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That was Benifer.
1: Jennifer, but didn't Brad? Uh, I don't think so. Jennifer Aniston, him. I don't uh, think so. I think they predated that phenomenon. Really?
0: Yeah, I think Jennifer was the first one. Hmm. I
1: think that's T- the first Tom time. Tom Cruise it actually... and Tom Cruise and uh, what's your name? Uh, Nicole Kidman. No, no, they, no not Nicole Kidman. Uh, w- oh, with... Tomcat. Yeah, with Tomcat. Katie, 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 Katie. Yeah, Holmes, you know, that's right. Yeah.
0: Good old Ohio native there. From Toledo, Ohio Katie Holmes oh, okay. Are you still recording because. Yeah. Okay.